Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce, where we review and discuss your and our favorite comedy films. This is the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent that currently resides in Southern California, Ozzy V. And I do have a piece of hardware with me today, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, reigning 272 champion, fantasy football, of course. Also with me, world's famous juggler, Greg Larson. How you doing? And yeah, I, I see your asterisks. I don't even <laughs> want to hear it because it does not apply. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, things are good. Uh, I have once again added a new jersey to the collection. Now it is the Buddy Christ, ah. which also wonderfully is kind of 49ers colors, which is great as we're in this wonderful postseason. So life's good, man. How about yourself? Great. I think you should wear that uh, Easter Sunday at a church nearby. I, You know, it's funny because I was uh, thinking, you know, man, I've, I'm trying to get jerseys for every holiday, you know, and sure enough, that was my comment. I've got <laughs> one now for Easter. And it's funny because I had posted this, the picture when I ordered it online. And, um, you know, I, I, I talk to my grandmother quite often and, and she knows my Jersey obsession and she goes, you're not, you're not actually getting that, that Jersey, are you? <laughs> and so then I had to explain the meaning of the buddy Christ. So I think that actually works for Christmas as well. It does. It's a dual, dual Jersey. It's great. Excellent. Fantastic. Also with us, ladies and gentlemen, Fleshman producer, Todd chilling. I'm guessing I am chilling. Fantastic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week we are reviewing and discussing the 1967 film The Producers, Mel Brooks' original Academy Award-winning film, released on November 22nd, 1967. Todd, do you have a trailer available? Yes, sir, I do. Do I now okay? So can 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 we just like break for a second? So like right before we started, like Todd asked Greg and me, like, okay, you guys ready to go? Greg answered, I didn't. Uh, I was still drinking some some uh, soda here, and I got some caught in my throat, and I was coughing as the intro's coming up. And that whole intro that you heard, that was just like, I wasn't prepared for it. I had, like, some stuff in my throat, but I did it anyway. And I didn't say, Todd, I'm ready to go. He just went. And here we are. <laughs> I'm saying, Todd, do you have a trailer available? Which is, like, a pretty good, like, hit. Like, okay, air it. I roll it, but to what be is... fair, you have given him some some stuff uh, when he rolled it without saying roll the trailer. So so I kind of kind of got to have Todd's back on this one here. You're being ridiculous only because I didn't acknowledge your asterisks. Don't be ridiculous <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Let's try it again, Ozzy. Todd, do you have a trailer available? Yes, we do. Let's see it. <laughs> Could just say here. Right now. <laughs> I'm just watching Ozzy's face. <laughs> One. We find the worst play in the world, a sure fire flop. Ring time. 
I raise a million bucks. A lot of little ladies in the world. I love you. What? I love you. What? I love you! Mr. <laughs> Three, you go back to work on the books. Only list of backers, one for the government, one for us. Hey, I Open on Broadway. At five, we close on Broadway. At six, we take our million bucks and we fly to Rio de Janeiro. Does their scheme work? Does this girl know? Do these boys care? Who is he? <laughs> Is she a Swedish toy, hmm? or just another pretty body? <laughs> and what's their story? See the producers, and maybe you'll find out what it's all about. Starring Zero Mostel. Oh! I want that money! Co-starring Gene Wilder. Give me my blanket! Give me my blue blanket! Give me back my blue blanket! And Dick Sean as LSD. <laughs> That was the trailer for the producers again released on November 22nd, 1967 with a runtime of 88 minutes initially unrated, but then given a PG rating. DVD copy I have actually gives has a N or not rated label on it. However, if you were to find it streaming places, it would show you PG. I believe, or at least that's what's according to IMDb. Not sure when that one was retroactively put into place, but regardless, again, written and directed by Mel Brooks, starring Gene Wilder and Zero Mostel. Uh, initial thoughts on this. Uh, I had first watched this in high school because uh, we were had a category to do for a theater scene where we had to pick from uh, Academy Award winning screenplays and the producers being one. So while well, everybody was doing like Pulp Fiction and all this other stuff. So I got to see this at a very early age and I'll get into this. I'll elaborate more, but you kind of have to displace yourself to really enjoy it. Um. I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Greg, initial thoughts, though. Well, I just want to see if this will work real quick. Ozzy, go to work. No, no. All right. It's well, all right. No? I'm not going to dance. Dang it. I was hoping. I'm never going to dance. <laughs> you want, you've known me for how long? When do you think I'm like, oh, yeah, let me dance? Like, look, that's. Look. You, sometimes you might do it for the show. Like, okay, that's, you know, that's, like, yeah, I understand you know. that. But you, you, okay, you remember Block Party Bash, ladies and gentlemen? There is a parade at California Adventure across Disneyland. There was a parade called Block Party Bash, right? And they would have what are called show stops. And at these show stops, uh, you'd have parade performers pull people from the crowd and make them dance. I would not even dance then. And my sister was the parade performer. So <laughs> eh, it's just not going to happen. Now, if there were right. seven figures attached to whatever request was being made, that would be a different story. That's Moving fair. On. That's fair. But yes. Um, so this movie, um, I've 
seen before i've seen several different versions of the producers including the you know production like the live production um so you know it's it's one of those movies that you very much so know the story uh and what's going to happen so i do have to say going back to it um I, I knew the surprise of the things going on were not going to be as effective, but I was still definitely excited, you know, to get back to a, a great show that has some some great moments. Todd? Well, <clears throat> this was a first time watch for me. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? Wow. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a first time watch for me. <laughs> Have you have you seen it in any other format? Like, no, I've never wow. seen. So yeah, you didn't that's... see the musical either. No, I had no interest in it. it oh yeah, you're, you're such a huge fan of Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you, let me I ask should you this. be with so, that homicide on his right. So the I believe it was 2005 is when the musical uh, was right. released, starring Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick. When I went saw it at uh, the Pantages, it was starring Jason Alexander and Martin Short. Oh, wow. I'd watch Would, that. <laughs> see, okay, that's what I was going to be. My my question is that if the movie had starred Jason Alexander as Bialystok and Martin Short as Bloom, would you have? Yeah, I take it you would have. That would have been fun because we would have gotten Martin Short's uh, signature dance that he does. The, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, where he binds the two knees together and then moves the rest of his body. The, the Ed Grimley <laughs> dance. <laughs> But uh, anyhow, so, okay, so initial thought, well, I mean, you said it was a first time watch and based on your silence following that comment, <laughs> initial thoughts probably weren't that great. Now, when I talk about you need to displace yourself to really enjoy this is the, again, this came out in 1967, right? And Hitler committed suicide in 1945. It's 22 years removed and then this is like this is the first i mean there was the the dictator starring uh charlie chaplin right mm -hmm. but nothing that that was like zany specific on his character there was nothing like that opening musical number and then just a play titled springtime for hitler and just everything about it at that time 22 years removed just to give you an 22 years from today is the year 2000 you know, like, like a nine nine eleven musical now. I mean, you but at the same time, it's like imagine the kind of shock if somebody came out like with you know that kind of subject matter, which kind of happens. You know, we'll we'll get into that in one of our uh, next few movies in a few weeks, and I'll reference this conversation. But to this extent of having that, and I'll just use this to jump into my favorite moment: having that mindset of everybody being 22 years removed from this ruthless dictator and everything he did 22 years from that, they see this on the, on the movie screen of a musical number titled springtime for Hitler. And it's, and everything about it made me die. I was in tears. I was in, I was in tears because I was, I was, I was forcing myself to be in a theater in 1967, 22 years removed from what, who they're making fun of, that being the subject matter, is just made it. The premise itself is one thing, right? Making a, more money with a flop than with a hit, sure. But then making that surefire hit flop beast that, which would make total sense, and for the way it backfires, makes it so 
so beautiful and Although, makes it like a classic, but it doesn't age well very much so. But at the same time, if again, if you <clears throat> when I say it doesn't age well, it's because seeing what you've seen between now and then kind mm-hmm. of desensitizes you to a certain degree. But in right. the late 60s to see that was like, that's impressive. Like it's like seeing Star Wars for the first time in 77 when that came out. That was huge. If you mm-hmm. were to see it now for the first time, you'd be like, OK, whatever. So sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, it was fine. It was basically that same sentiment of like, if you said, all right, I'm going to make something that's like over the top ridiculous and like you you find the border of what becomes offensive and then go a mile past that and it becomes funny again. Like that's commonplace now, you know, so like people would see that kind of a script and they'd say, They'd be like, brilliant, this is gonna be a hit these days, you know. Um, versus versus, you know, thinking, oh, no one would ever, you know, enjoy something. It must like have that. been very risky. Oh, like, yeah. To 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 do that and to have it come out the way it did and essentially spawn a giant career is just crazy to think about. Did you have a, a favorite moment as well you wanted to share? Oh man. There's well, first off, I do have to say it made me crave some pretzels and beer. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was definitely a moment for me. But um, yeah, I, I there's a few of them, but I think the the there's a part where Franz was like, uh, Hitler was a painter. Uh, yeah, Hitler was a painter, and he could get two coats of paint in one day. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. It's so. <laughs> wonderful you know like some of those kind of comments and i just have to say like a few other moments that like just kind of not really favorite moments but like the guy who played hitler tell me robin williams didn't base his entire career off of that character (laughs) that being dick sean by the way as lorenzo saint dubois lsd yeah so like that that was fantastic and also side note on this the way that the the um that franz was like firing his gun at the end, I was like, so that's how Nazis shot? Like, no wonder they, one, lost the war, and two, why they named Stormtroopers after them. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anyway. Yeah. So, Todd, uh, I, I know we're, I don't want to bury the lead here, and I can take a guess as to what your score was going to be, but did you have any moments that you enjoyed? I, there was, I do have a favorite moment, and that was, uh, when it's early on when we first like Max and Leo are like together and he's like smacking him to calm him down and he's just like oh well now I'm you know this and I'm hysterical and he's just doing by having hysterics <laughs> yes I'm wet I'm wet I'm in pain I'm wet I'm in pain and I'm having his yeah that's that's the that was the scene yeah except of course I was Bialystock yeah the guy was Bloom he wanted me to hit him <laughs> he's like you gotta hit me hard i was like all right uh so going into the ratings here again displacing myself and putting myself in the 1967 mindset that has to give it a five for me however if i were to do it in the 2022 mindset it'd probably be closer to a three three and a half but trying to put yourself in that position of this is a very original concept and the concept uh, 
in in terms of being so again like you said greg being offensive and then going a mile past it uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago we reviewed borat right same yeah. kind of idea <laughs> like just going past that envelope and this was the original one who did it to this degree i think so yeah it's it's a five for me for that reason you know and that's that's a fair like if i were to rate it for how this made me feel the first time i watched it you know pacing does get a little slow nowadays you know compared to how you know things are especially for mel brooks you know um but if if i rated it on just this script and that original feeling i had it's a five um but just because of knowing all the punchlines, knowing where it's going, seeing some wonderful, you know, um, changes to it and the live theater productions of it, seeing where the script goes. Um, the movie version uh, does kind of drop a little bit if you're if you're comparing it. So I'm, I'm right there with you with the three and a half in that sense. But overall, it would be at five. Curiously, so do you think I might have better luck with the, I guess the the second film, the the musical? Yeah. Do you like musicals? Does it have sing? Because I mean, here's the thing: it's it's Does definitely it have a it's a Mel. It's Mel Brooks. It's a Mel Brooks musical. I'll tell you that. So, I mean, think of the well. I mean, so there's more of the springtime for Hitler scenes. So I like those, there's more, right. There's more of those, uh, song. I took my mom to see it, to be honest. And she, she thought it was hilarious. And of course, like my mom can see a movie one, one day and then forget about it a month later. So <laughs> of all the stuff, like, you know, in terms of originality, whatnot, like the concept, I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. How come nobody's ever thought of this kind of stuff? It's like, right. Mom, um <laughs> uh well should i rate it yes well, i'm putting myself in right now because that's the only way it was my first time right now um i thought it was average i'm a two and a half okay i didn't hate it i didn't love it it could grow it could click but right now that's where i'm at i gotcha now we'll say uh there were a lot more names involved in the musical like will ferrell plays hans franz liebkin and there's a that whole hitler audition scene that happens in in this movie which lasts about a couple minutes and then it goes into lsd's scene right Mm -hmm. in the musical it's a whole number that happens in that audition and it's will ferrell doing it and it is hilarious like and and a lot of the the lyrics are are witty and nathan lane is actually is real i mean i understand you know you have hate towards mark matthew broderick but for all intents and purposes nathan lane is very good it was still I, greg, good I, yeah I, don't, I mean greg i'm not sure if you had seen it yeah no i i thought it was great you know so um i, so, I definitely and, enjoyed that version and yeah i, I think you'd enjoy the director scene too a lot more adult humor. Right. Well, I'm yeah. open to it, so I think because you're uh, sorry. No, it's okay. I just have one question about like that wasn't Mel Blank in that audition, right? For for playing Hitler, because he sounded a lot like Marvin the Martian when he was talking in that audition scene. 
I don't. I think that would have been something that would have been bigger. I have the cast list here, actually, and does not look like his name is coming up. But speaking of, yeah, sounded like it. But speaking of cast casting, uh, the director's assistant, Mm -hmm. Carmen Gia, played by Andreas Vustinas. I'm, I know I butchered, butchered that. But anyway, he plays uh, History of the World, Bernays. Oh. The, no, just remember right. the line. Don't get saucy with me, Bernays. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyhow, abs- it's definitely worth a watch if you enjoy classic films. It's absolutely mm-hmm. worth a watch if you are more of the modern taste and you can displace yourself to imagining, you know, what audience would, how audiences would react to being 22 years removed from Hitler and then seeing this, it might be worth seeing and uh, enjoying rather. And I will say right now, we probably won't review the m- musical version uh, only because it's, it is very similar and it's just songs added to basically this movie. So I think we're just going to roll with this one. But Ozzy, if you were to suggest one or the other to people, what would you what would you say the new like musical version or the original? It depends on the tastes. Like if if the taste of somebody like oh I I I don't like classic movies then don't even try. But which would you have picked for me? I would ask you. I would actually legitimately ask you if you in. If you would enjoy comedic musicals like Avenue Q, have you ever seen? Av- you don't. You don't know what Avenue Q is. No, I oh, know Little Shop of Horrors, which is a favorite. Todd, I know Poultry Geist, Night Todd, of the Chicken Dead. You need. To Whenever we're Avenue done Q. recording, I, you just need to hear the song. The internet is for porn. Okay. That like, <laughs> I think after you hear that song, you'd be like, "I need to, I need to like, I want to watch the rest of this." Yeah. Um, but that is definitely. Wow, I'm surprised you hadn't heard of it. I, I gotta get my bearings back. But anyway, <laughs> but basically, if you can enjoy, if if you're fine with musicals, then absolutely, I would have recommended that newer version, um, because I don't think that. Not to say that you can't displace yourself, but what I think it's uh, it's still not right there with the humor that is more with your tastes. So that's why I probably would have recommended the modern one if you are able to withstand musicals or not even withstand it, just rather just enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the fun classic kind of musicals, not because it is more similar to like... Uh, <clears throat> like old school the thing about musicals is that comedies would always end in like either a birth or a wedding right right i mean i'm not gonna spoil anything but i'll just say it's like kind of classic <laughs> but uh it it had like a good classical musical feel and i think with i think mel brooks understood the comedy landscape at the time so he found ways to improve and I think that's maybe why you might like it later or better. Rather, I was just thinking I might watch it later. But anyhow, I think absolutely the original is worth a watch. But if you're more in tune of the modern tastes, 
I'd recommend the modern version. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's kind of like the Matt Stone Trey Parker musical. Like it kind of gives gives off that kind of vibe. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> That's more accurate. Thank you, Greg. Mm-hmm. Anything else for the evening before we head out? Just go get them, whoever that is. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I will say this makes. Uh, let me wait till it passes. It must be going that way. Okay, uh, I will say it makes it more immersive whenever I'm playing Grand Theft Auto. Hey, that's perfect. <laughs> no one's no one's crashing into their their fence and house across the street anymore. Or, <laughs> right. or also like this uh, latest Need for Speed Unbound. If mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like in a cop chase and I'll hear the sirens like, you know, around there, it's like, oh, this is very immersive. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty neat. But anyhow, that was the producers. Head on over to justwatch.com. Actually, I'll just take care of that right now. But I would recommend checking it out if you are in tune with the classics or try the modern version 2005 if you are so inclined. This is not working for me at this time, but again, justwatch.com for you availability. Check that. In it's available for rental or, or, or purchase. Thank yeah. you, Todd. You're welcome. It's also All right. We'll be back next right. week with a new episode. And let's see. I just want to make sure things are correct because I did <clears throat> mess up last time when I said we were going to review this when we reviewed Groundhog's Day. So I just want to. No, confirm. I think you said Borat when we should have done Groundhog's Day. That is not, uh, not worth discussing at this well. time. <laughs> what is worth discussing at this time is next week we'll be back with the Water Boy. As we will be, uh, of course, well, uh, Greg and I will we'll be watching the Super Bowl. Todd doesn't know what football is. So but we'll too. still be watching. <laughs> we'll still be reviewing and discussing the Water Boy next week and some fun ones after that. So be sure to check us out next week for a brand new episode of Flesh Wound Forest. Greg, Todd, you guys got anything else? Good night. Man. Enjoy. <laughs> All right. That is world famous juggler Greg Larson and flesh wound producer Todd. I'm Ozzy V. We'll see you next week right here on Flesh Wound Farce. <laughs>